among millions and millions of people. You are now tuned in to the Cyclones Podcast, where we focus on youth and high school basketball in and around Central Kentucky with interviews and basketball commentary from coaches, players, and basketball minds. And I'm your host, Coach Malik. Welcome to the Cyclones Podcast, where we cover youth and high school basketball in and around Central Kentucky. I'm Coach Malik, and this is episode number eight. For all my returning subscribers, thanks for being a part of the Cyclone Nation. If you're new here, please subscribe, and also please leave a comment, review, or feedback. Today's episode is a Cyclones Roundtable, and the topic of discussion, our thoughts on ESPN's documentary, The Last Dance. On the show today, I got my brother back, Gordon Miles, What's Prototype Athletics. What's up, Coach? What's going on? How are you, man? Good, man. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Ready to discuss this topic, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I've, uh, I thought, you know, when it, when everything ended and I listened to everybody's opinion and their take on it, I was like, man, it, it didn't go over the way I thought it was going to go over. <laughs> what, what about for yourself? Uh, it went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. You know what I'm saying? Everybody who had a chance to experience 90s uh, basketball, you know, it was a re- reiteration of what we thought we saw the first time. You know what I mean? And everybody who didn't see it wasn't impressed. So <laughs> it is what it is. Well, well, let me ask you, what, what, at what point in Jordan's career did you, um, you know, really, really get start a watching? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say it was probably that third championship uh, around that time is when I really started. I was old enough to understand the game enough to uh, really recognize what was going on. Now, now I'm I'm an older guy, so <laughs> so I got to follow Jordan's whole career. I think I was 15 years old when he was a rookie. Okay. So um, for me. I got to see it all evolve and for him coming, becoming the player that he became and where he came from, so to speak. You know what I mean? Now, now let me ask you this. Did anything that you seen during the last dance change how you view Michael Jordan now? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I don't just because like I said, you know, I actually have vivid memory of, you know, when his father died and he stepped away from baseball, you know, they, you know, uh, said he had a gambling problem, uh, things of that nature. Uh, I knew he was a tough teammate. I knew he was a guy who didn't ex- accept anything less than great from his teammates or a thousand percent effort or, you know, so it, it wasn't any much new to me at all, no. Well, I think the the biggest thing for me was, now I had heard, grumblings and rumblings about the gambling Mm -hmm. but i didn't think it was as bad as it he's admitted it Mm -hmm. to be you know what i mean it's kind of it's kind of weird to me (laughs) i went to kentucky state university lived on missouri and langford i mean that's that's all we ever did was shoot dice right play cards you know we wasn't playing for that bigger money because we didn't have it of course but you know i i know i got plenty of friends who you know uh, uh 
have gambling as a hobby, so to say. Well, and, and I think it would just really have to show his competitive nature because what really does he have to gain if he wins? True. That's it's, it's what it is. He, and he said that. He said he was addicted to being a competitor. He said that's the only thing he was addicted to. Right. Okay, so can you, as a as an athlete who's played mm-hmm. college football, who's played semi-pro and pro football, can you relate to Jordan's behavior or quote-unquote um, alleged behavior toward his teammates? Man, uh, I don't know if I would ever take it that far. You know what I mean? I think that's uh, some of the stuff he did was extreme. I do feel a certain type of way about it. I'm going to have to, you know, definitely put that out there. But he went at all costs. So do we excuse that type of behavior because it comes from someone like Jordan? I, I don't. He, you know, other than than calling somebody, uh, you know, out of their name, I think him and Steve Kerr actually threw fists and uh, maybe a couple other teammates, maybe threw fists. A <laughs> couple of us. Yeah, but, you know, it's a, it's a good old fight, especially in the 80s and 90s. We all grew up fighting. It's part of it. Well, I, I, just, I just think for me, you know, I, I'm competitive, but is there a line, you know, in regards to right. cro- crossing to – to get to that success level. Right. So so let me ask you, what was the most surprising thing that you learned from the show that you didn't know previously? Man, I told you, uh, I think on one of the episodes before, uh, Scottie Pippen's contract, man. I, I really didn't have a clue that that was that big of an issue and that he was that underpaid. Like, that was a big surprise to me. I, I just didn't know that was going on at the time. I guess I wasn't conscious of it or whatever the case may have been. But uh, that that's crazy, man, the amount of money that he missed out on. Well, and I think I'm right there on the same page with you because he's he was as good as Jordan for a three-year run. <sighs> that's tough to say, as good as Jordan. Uh, he was definitely uh, at, pro- probably on the same level. I give you that to a certain extent. But uh, at, at, to a certain point, man, he – that that's what he asked for that's what he negotiated the first time that he was in that office and you know he could have uh negotiated a different contract but i don't even think he expected that he was going to be that good so he went on and took that money thinking that he was going to take care of his family at all costs no matter if he got hurt or not and and it just worked out bad for him well and and i think that you can learn a lot of things from that situation in regards to um how to do and not to do business going through the door, Absolutely. I guess you would say. And I think the next question I have is, do the Bulls win those titles without Pippen? And we're going to talk about that right after the break. And that buzzer sound is the end of the first quarter. It's time for a word to our sponsors. We would like to thank Whitaker Bank for being a sponsor of the Capital City Cyclones program. Whitaker Bank, uniquely Kentucky. And we are back, the Cyclones Podcast. I'm Coach Malik with Gordon Miles from Prototype Athletics. And the question before the break was, do the Bulls win those titles without Pippen? Absolutely not. There's no question that he was a big piece of uh, what that Bulls run was all about. Now, I'm going to say that after watching that, just really 
opened my eyes to how good Scottie Pippen was, not just right. on the offensive side of the ball. He was an exceptional defender, and, and I think that's why I said that he was just as good as Jordan for a three-year run because, because that second run of titles, you know, Pippen played a very, very big role in regards to their success. Right. This is my only question. And like I said, I love Scottie Pippen to death. If he was the second best player in the 90s, which it seems like everybody's in agreement after the documentary that, documentary that that's true, why is he never mentioned in like the top 10 or 15 players in the league? Everybody's opinion says he's not a top 15 player in the league. I, I say he comes in around 15 uh, on a lot of people's list. Would you agree? I don't I don't know. I don't know. He wasn't on the top 10. He wasn't an honorable mention on ESPN's top 10. Well, see, and, and that's the thing that I think that the Jordan overshadows him in, in regards to that. Because I'm telling you right now, how can you be in, in the top 50? You got guys who are not in the top 50 that rank mm-hmm. higher than Scottie Pippen when they do that. How is that possible? Are you saying because they didn't win championships, or what? What do you mean when you say they didn't no, do what he did? No, I'm saying they scored more. There's a lot of no, people that scored more points. Listen, what I'm saying is you have players, the 50 greatest players. They name okay. those. You know what I'm saying? Right. You have players that have come to the league since then that rank higher than Pippen based on what? Uh, I would say leading a team to a championship, scoring titles, uh, those two things almost. You, you got to win and you have to be the dominant player on your team to be considered on those lists. Well, there you go. What, what, how can he not be considered? He won and he was a dominant player on his team. Was he the most dominant player? No, but he was a dominant player but, on his team. But that's my question. Why, if he – if since he did all of this and since he was that significant to a dynasty that we put second or third greatest of all time, he was definitely the second best player on those teams. Why is he not mentioned in that top – that almost should be top 12 at least to me. Well, and, and, and when you say not mentioned in the top 12, are you saying top 12 of all time or are you yes. talking top 12 of – All time. No, there's no way he can be mentioned in the top 12. How is that even possible? If he was the second best player in the 90s, which we agree is the greatest era of basketball. Here's the thing that I – How was he not mentioned? Here's the thing right here. Five of the greatest players ever didn't play in the 90s. That's true. But, of course, you can't grab all of the players from that era. But if he's the second best player in the era, Magic Johnson was the first or second best player in his era. Larry Bird's right behind him. You mentioned Larry Bird. Why don't you mention Scottie Pippen? I don't. I don't. I don't understand how you can say that um, just based on um, him not being mentioned in the top twelve or fifteen players. There's no way he's in the top twelve or fifteen players of all time. That's that don't even make sense. Why not? Why would he be? Because he's the second best player in the '90s, according to a lot of people. After so, this documentary. So just because you're the second best player in the 90s. You should at least be mentioned. No. Not top 15? Let's go through each era of basketball, and I bet you can't name me one other era where they only mention one player other than Michael Jordan's era. They don't just mention Michael in, in, the, in the 90s. Now, now, the 90s was 
reigned by Michael, but right. we talking it, we talking after Magic, after Bird. Who else? After Magic, after Bird, you got Mike came come in, but Mike is not winning for eight or nine years. I'm asking you. We can it, it doesn't even have to be Michael Jordan's era. If Scottie Pippen is the second best player of the nineties, make me understand how he's not mentioned in the top twenty. So, okay, let me let me back up for a minute. How is where did you come up with the equation that he's the second best player of the nineties? You go on any after this documentary, you go on anybody's uh that's an analyst, their page or or any show. You can you you see people's opinions giving Scottie Pippen the credit that sometimes that takes away from Michael Jordan. If Mike, if there's no Scottie Pippen, there's no Michael Jordan. Scottie Pippen did so much. Scottie Pippen was the, you know, glue that held everything together. If Scottie Pippen is pretty much, you say he's the second best player of the '90s. Who else are you saying that's better than him? I, I'm not going to agree with that. I don't know what analyst said that, but I don't think he's yes. the second well, best you, player of the 90s. Yeah, after this documentary, that's all I'm seeing on social media. Oh, okay. That's how well, good he was. So well, no. is, maybe, maybe it's not analyst. Maybe it's social media. Uh, oh, well, yeah, okay. You know, I, right, I can right. see that, but right. there's there's no way that I would agree with that Scottie Pippen was the second best player of the 90s. But it's just it, – they're giving him so much credit. Well, I don't think right he, now. I don't think so it's well deserved, credit. though. I think the credit is well deserved. Now, where you place him right. on your all time list, um, your greatest list, now that's another thing. Right. But you can't discount what Pippen brought to the Bulls dynasty. Absolutely, you can't. But I'm, I'm saying he, to a certain extent, he was, he was a glorified role player. Maybe, maybe the, the, you not getting it because you're not one of the people who's putting Scottie Pippen on this pedestal. No, I, I wouldn't put him on that pedestal. But you got to take right. into consideration that um, just an age difference here mm -hmm. that my um, NBA history goes back to the late 70s. Okay. So w when I'm looking at all-time greats and, and things like that, I'm not looking at the 2000s. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I think that those lists are put together now so – I, I don't know. So you wouldn't put LeBron on there? On the top, the greatest list? Yes. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. I, okay. I'll put LeBron on there. But okay. at the same time, you discount a lot of the older players and the older generations when mm -hmm. you bring up and try to do these lists because it's really hard to compare um, eras. It's hard to compare players. It's hard mm -hmm. to compare competition. So when you do that – in regards to um, giving the nod to um, the newer players or right. the players that the younger kids know more about, right? Well, I think you're doing the older players, the greats, a disservice. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, it's all opinionated as well. Well, yeah, it's definitely all opinionated. Yeah, yeah, you know, because like like you were saying in regards to the Pippen thing, mm -hmm. a, a lot of people feel like that you know he may be the second best player in the '90s because you know he was as good as Jordan for, for that short period of time. Mm -hmm. But I, when you say something like that, when you talk about the 90s, you had some hoopers in the 90s, man. You're absolutely right. You had some hoopers that, in, the, in the 90s. I'm going to tell you this, and, and this is what I would tell anyone in regards to forming an opinion. Mm -hmm. Go look him up. Go go see what he done. If you don't remember what he done or whoever, whatever the player is, go look him up. 
They, there's plenty of stats on YouTube. There's plenty of highlights on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, the information is endless. Check his numbers. Go look him up. And I guarantee you, if you don't remember, actually remember seeing him play, Scotty Pippen was a monster. Absolutely. You're right. So um, what are some things that you would have liked to learn more about as opposed to them kind of going back over Jordan's career? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question too, man. Um, I think I probably would have wanted to see more in depth into the shoe process. Uh, you know, telling us exactly what shoe uh, represented what time in his career, letting us know the ins and outs. I know uh, there was uh, all the accomplishments on the bottom of the ten. There's a story behind the design of the Tuxedo 11. So I would have wanted to kind of get into that a little bit more just because I'm a sneakerhead, I guess. I, I would have I liked to seen more of the actual, when they were doing the flashbacks of his career and things like that, I would have rather seen some more um, behind the scenes of that year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Kind of going with the theme of the last dance. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Now, I understand that, you know, a big part of the Chicago Bulls legacy is Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, I think a lot of that stuff about Jordan, we already knew. Mm -hmm. I think people were looking for more insight in regards to like, like you said, the Scottie Pippen situation, you you know, things like that. Now that's some things that I would have liked to learn or seen throughout the, the, the documentary. Gotcha. So do you think that Jordan benefited from not playing in the era of social media? Hmm. Uh, I don't think it really mattered. I don't think social media would have affected him just because his mentality, when at all costs, you saw him in that hotel room uh, with the cigar and only having those few moments to himself before he got, you know, uh, pretty much bombarded as soon as he left his hotel room, you know, as soon as he goes to the hallway, it's 10 or 20 people. As soon as he gets downstairs to the lobby, it's 100, 200 people. You know what I mean? So I think he he would have he would have found a way to get around the social media uh, chaos. I, I think he he did benefit from not playing in the era of social media. Okay. And, and the reason I say that is because um, it's so personal now. Everybody feels like they are really – that they really know these people because of the Twitter, because of the Instagrams and the things like that. And I forgot who I heard say this or I read this the other day, but I thought, I thought it rang true because mm-hmm. he said that the players today, they don't really have a mystique around them because everybody knows everything is exposed. Right. Their whole personal life is exposed. Like when we was growing up watching Jordan, Dominique, Bird. That's all we knew was the basketball side. Right. We didn't know anything personal about, you know, where they were eating at, who their wives was, who their girlfriends mm. was, you know. And that's wh- why I think he did benefit from not playing this era because um, it would have been crazy in regards to um, the personal thing. The things that we're seeing now, I believe, probably would have came out back then if he was playing in the era of social media. Yeah, that's true. He wouldn't have been able to have a beer in the locker room a- a- exactly. after the game. R- right. <laughs> right. You're right about that. So, and, and I'm not so much sure of where I rank this Bulls dynasty. Okay. Um, 
what's your rank? Uh, we're just talking about the team as far as where they rank in history. Well, I guess you would have to say when you say the dynasty, you would have to say the period of the six championships at, at least, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess you could count the two, the year and a half that Jordan was off, but they didn't win nothing while he was off. So you no, know, of course not. Uh, as far as the dynasty, where it sits in NBA history, I would say, man, uh, around third is where I would put it. Second or third behind uh, what the Lakers put together, that long run. You could also mention what the Celtics did. You know what I mean? Bill Russell and those 11 championships. Uh, So I'd have to rank it, you know, right underneath those two team performances. Yeah, I I would give it a high, probably top three, maybe two behind the Celtics, of course. I don't think you could put any dynasty in front of the Celtics. Right. Right. Um, and I think it would be a toss-up for me between the Lakers and, and the – Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, now let me get your take on this. I know that the last dance kind of painted him in a bad light or whatever, mm-hmm. but I think Jerry Krause would have to get a lot of credit for putting this thing together. Team together. Yeah, he, you know, he gets a lot of slack for tearing it apart. But he did bring in Phil Jackson. He did draft Michael Jordan. He did draft Scottie Pippen. You know, he made all the right moves to get Horace Grant, uh, Bill Cartwright there at, at certain times. Uh, he surrounded the, you know what I mean? He he did his job for sure. I give you that. Uh, he definitely gets a bad rap, though, for breaking it up because, you know, we talk, We just talked about the Celtics. We talked about them, you know, being kind of even with the Lakers. What would have happened if they would have got two more years? Well, and I think that's where you have to separate the business aspect from it of it from mm-hmm. the personal aspect of it or, you know, how Jordan and the team feels as opposed to what management and the money looks like moving forward. And mm-hmm. I think that played a lot of, lot into it because of the way Jerry Krause did business. Right. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that was a good decision for him to break it up? You think he made a good decision? Um, in hindsight, yes. Hmm. It's interesting. Well, if you if you think so, of, you, so you think the following year after that sixth championship, they didn't they they weren't going to win it again. They didn't have a good enough chance to to keep it together. Well, if you, you win seven, I mean, well, you take in, you take into consideration that if what they said in regards to how they depicted the end of the last season were true, mm-hmm. shoot, you had you was band aid. Band-Aid up. You know, Rodman is one uh, 40 ounce away from <laughs> not even reporting to training camp. You know, Pip- Pippen is still dealing with the contract issue. Right. Mike is – Mike's probably at his peak or if not on the decline, but Pippen is on – if you take into consideration what mm-hmm. Pippen did after the breakup, mm-hmm. Jerry Krause was right because he declined. You think, think Pippen declined? Think about it. Well, do the, I, I all you got to do is look I, at I the – I think people – I love Scottie Pippen, but I'm going to be honest, just after hearing the responses from this documentary, I think they give him a little too much too much credit. I, I, don't, I, I would have to disagree with that. I, I, I just feel like 
that the combination w- was good and it made mm-hmm. made them both better of course mm-hmm. but during the let me say the third championship um all the way through to the fifth one Pippen was stellar man he, he was but he was robbing well, you know, it's hard. It's hard it to be. Went, it wasn't a Batman and Superman situation. It what, was definitely a Batman and Robin. Well, here's the, here's the thing: Is there a Batman and Superman situation when Jordan's in the league? No, everybody's Robin. That's why he's the so, greatest. That's why so, he's the goat. <laughs> so, and with that, we'll take us to our final break. When we return, Michael Jordan and the Bulls' impact on our culture. You're listening to the Cyclones Podcast, a component of the Capital City Cyclones Sports Program Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit that promotes skill development in youth and high school basketball. If you would like information in regards to donating, sponsorship, or becoming a volunteer, please check out our Facebook page at Capital City Cyclones. And we are back, the Cyclones Podcast. And now the question that I had for G before we took the break is, how do you feel like Jordan and the Bulls impacted the culture? Man, uh, tremendously. Uh, just talking about basketball, uh, I don't know a pair, of per, a pair, a person who doesn't own a pair of Jordans or haven't hasn't owned a pair of Jordans. Uh, I don't know a person who I, I used to sit around in class and draw, try to draw the Bulls logo. That's how much, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Chicago, I, I'm from Kentucky and you know, that, that impacted me to the point where I wanted to be better at basketball. I wanted to, uh, it, it gave us something to imitate, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it was, it was tremendous for the culture. Well, and, and I think for me, it speaks volumes when you talk about the shoe situation. Um, I don't know no other athlete that I've seen in my lifetime that can be removed from a sport for, what, 20, 25 years mm-hmm. and still have the highest selling shoe in the world. Right. So that that in itself shows his impact in regards to the culture. You know, and, and the Bulls as a team – I think there's a lot to be learned from them as well in regards to how they went about their business in winning championships. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, Jordan got a lot um, of the limelight, but those blue-collar guys, man, show you that this is what it takes to win championships. You know, everybody has a part to play. Absolutely. You know, when my time comes, I'm going to be ready. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You got to have those guys. You got to have role players. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's essential. So, um, with that being said, that's going to wrap it up for us, man. I want to thank Gordon Miles for joining us, man. And everybody listening, thanks for being a part of the Cyclone Nation. Please share with a friend, relative, or colleague. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe, comment, and leave a review. Thanks, Gordon Miles, Prototype Athletics. I'm Coach Malik, Cyclones Podcast.